0: Today, from the International Gospel Hour, once again, our Are You Listening Again series continues looking at death while in an unrighteous state. But our prayer and plea is that this study from the Scriptures moves us closer to a loving God. That's today from the International Gospel Hour. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening? Thank you to our Jay Webb. And ladies and gentlemen, it is indeed a genuine joy to welcome each of you to our program today. We are grateful for the regularity with which you listen to this program and your interest in telling others about its gospel content. Today we are engaged in a sobering study of how certain ones in the Bible died. Each of the ones we are bringing forth for your consideration died in an act or an attitude of unrighteousness. In an earlier broadcast, we spoke of those who died in the fearful flood that came in Noah's era. They perished as ungodly people. Numerous ones within the Bible have perished amidst moral depravity. The hardened sinners of sin-invested Sodom, Gomorrah, Admah, and Zeboam perished, living wicked and sinful lives. The Apostle Peter tells us that Lot was sore distressed by the lascivious life of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them, in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their lawless deeds. 2 Peter 2, 7 and 8. The planning and practice of sin was a way of life to these ancient worshipers of wickedness. In fact, it was the only kind of life in which they were interested. They lived to sin. This was major in life, their major. Jude says they gave themselves over to this type of life without reservation. He wrote in Jude 7, Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them, having in like manner with these given themselves over to fornication and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the punishment of eternal fire. Modern advocates of the new morality and current practitioners of situation ethics would have found this welcome mat fully extended to them in sinful Sodom and godless Gomorrah numerous centuries ago. Prior to their fiery destruction that was visited upon them by Jehovah's wrath, Jesus said they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on that day that Lot went out from Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Luke seventeen twenty-eight and 29. Genesis 19 relates that certain of Sodom's citizens spent their final night on earth attempting to practice what the Bible describes as homosexuality. My friends, I say to you in all seriousness, are you listening? How very tragic is any human mind that can currently close its thinking and rational powers to the most obvious lessons found in human history. Yet this is what people like this are doing, is it not? These people in the four cities of the Jordan Valley died in immorality and base corruption. The Bible has much to say regarding the sin of looking back when the eyes of a person should be kept looking ahead. Once again, we go to Genesis 19 that relates the story of a woman who perished while looking back, and you'll recognize her identity as being that of Lot's wife. Her name is given nowhere in the Bible. We simply know her as the wife of Lot. She was among that fortunate quartet of Solomon's population who escaped the fiery destruction which befell the sin-infested city of the Jordan plain. Clear, angelic instruction had dictated that each fleeing member keep his eyes ahead. No reverse glimpses were to be allowed as they made their hasty departure. Their eyes must be fastened upon the mountain of propered security. Its approach must be made with utmost dispatch. But Lot's wife thought she just had to have one additional backward glimpse of her former home. The penman of the Pentateuch wrote, But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt Genesis 19.26. Since she was apparently behind Lot when this act of disobedience occurred, it seems safe to assert that Lot was not even permitted to look upon the object of salt that once constituted his wife and the mother of his children. Lot's wife perished amidst an act of unexcused disobedience. Centuries later, God's son, while engaged in his personal ministry, recalled the old story of Genesis 19 and tersely declared, Remember Lot's Wife. Luke seventeen thirty two, My friends, are you listening? Jesus did not want His generation to forget this story and the moral it contained. Neither does He wish for another generation to forget it either. Today, many take hold of the gospel plow and then begin to look back to the world and its allurements and enticements which they long ago forsook. In regard to people of this dispensation... Jesus said in Luke nine sixty two, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Peter the Apostle portrays the perils of looking back and thus forsaking Christ and Christianity. The Apostle wrote with both plainness and pointedness, For if, after they have escaped the corruption through the world, through the defilements, or rather, after... Let's try that verse again, dear friends. For if, after they have escaped the defilements of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the last eight is become worse with them than the first. For it were better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn from the back from the holy commandment delivered unto them. It is happened unto them according to the true proverb of the sow to returning, or the dog rather, returning to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to wallowing in the mire, Second 2 Peter 2, 20-22. Those are not pretty pictures, are they, friends? Yet they tell us correctly how Jehovah and Christ view the person who forsakes Christianity and goes back to the world from which the crimson blood of God's atoning Son redeemed him. What if people die while looking back longingly and lovingly toward that wicked world and its enticing evils and beggarly elements from which they have formerly escaped? People of the first century were warned in regard to looking back. Does not our age need the same solemn warning, the same waiting counsel today? Indeed it does. Lot's wife died while looking back. She did this in the spirit of defiant rebellion and direct disobedience. What about those who die in worshipful disobedience? It is altogether possible death will strike us while we are worshiping. It is wisely pertinent to reflect on whether death will strike us while engaged in authorized or unauthorized worship. Stephen died with a prayer upon his lips. For the Bible says, And they stoned Stephen, calling the Lord, and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he knelt down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he said this, he fell asleep, Acts 7, 59 and 60. Death found him in an authorized worship, for Jesus had commanded prayer for our enemies on the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus met the demands of his own teaching by praying for those who crucified him on Calvary. Stephen heroically practiced the same amidst the hurled stones at his defenseless body. My friends, are you listening? In sharp contrast, consider the case of Nadab and Abihu, sons of Aaron, who was the brother of Moses. Aaron was the first high priest of the Mosaic economy, and like other favored Israelites, they had become redeemed from Egyptian tyranny, had received the baptism in the cloud and the sea, had partaken of the manna which came from heaven's bounty, and heard the voice of the Almighty Jehovah as it thundered so majestically from Mount Sinai. Additional favors were theirs as they formed an important part of the newly ordained priesthood with their father, becoming the first high priest of the Mosaic Dispensation. It was their precious privilege to officiate daily in the worshipful activities of the Hebrew people. In Leviticus 10, 1 and 2, we read, And Nadab and Abihu the sons of Aaron took each of them his censer, and put fire therein, and laid incense thereon, and offered strange fire before Jehovah, which he had not commanded them. And there came forth fire from before Jehovah, and devoured them, and they died before Jehovah. What a tragic way to make one's earthly exit! They died doing something supposedly for Jehovah, but toward which he had issued no divine directive. God was not pleased with this common, unauthorized fire which they used. People today who employ mechanical instruments of music, the burning of incense, the counting of beads, dancing, and other similar things in count such as Christian worship, are verily guilty of the same sin which proved to be so fatal to the favored sons of Aaron. If not... Why not? Are you listening? In fact, my friends, much departures today, or such departures today, are even more inexcusable because we have more light and the example of Nadab and Abihu itself to warn us from such acts of utter folly. Dear friends, when you think about how such a practice is quite widespread today of offering the things to Jehovah Which he has not commanded. Such acts of unauthorized worship stand solidly and soundly condemned. My eternally bound friends, are you a Christian today? If you are, we are so grateful. If you are not, we are concerned. Will you not hear God's Son as he speaks to you in the Bible? Will you not believe in his deity? Repent of all your sins, and upon a courageous confession of full faith in Him, be immersed in water for the remission of your sins. We hope you will this very day. Friends, we've just shared with you Lesson 2 of They Died in Unrighteousness as part of our Are You Listening? Again? series. And Part 1 is available at our website under our 15-minute program. You go to internationalgospelhour.com. Scroll down until you see the 15-minute programs or podcast, and you click, and you can find the broadcast you are looking for. It will be They Died in Unrighteousness, Part 1. Our first speaker of the International Gospel Hour was V.E. Howard. He spoke for 60 years, and in the mid-70s into the 80s, our brother Robert R. Taylor, Jr. wrote material for Brother Howard. Through the graciousness of Brother Taylor, we have received and secured a great number of these lessons. And so today you heard a lesson from the past, as these are indeed treasures upon great treasures, and we're thankful to use them from time to time in our Are You Listening Again? series. This material has not been presented in over 40 years, but its truths are still as vital and as real today. So, dear friends, if we've mentioned something today that intrigues you, please reach out to us at 1-855-IGH-6988. Or go to our website and reach out to us at the contact tab at internationalgospelhour.com. I'm Jeff Archie, and dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series, by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh!